you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, a rousing episode of AEW tonight featuring the return. I mean, at least the first half of it was pretty rousing. The second half was a bit perplexing, but uh, it certainly was memorable in that we saw the return of John Moxley, mm-hmm. who's been gone, uh, uh, making himself better in rehab. And uh, boy, oh boy, he cut himself one hell of a promo tonight. He did. We even heard uh, the fuck word tonight on Dynamite. We didn't did. expect that. To no, happen. I did not expect that. But then there was some jerk in the crowd, talk some trash. And Mox says, hey, someone, tell that person, go F yourself. Call yeah. them a piece of shit. Says, get out of yeah. here. And hopefully that individual is, was thrown out of the building because it's, it's, it's been a far too common occurrence of late in AEW shows where some, va- some fa- fans, I use that term with air quotes because they're not real yeah. fans. They show up to the arena. 
They pay money to sit close to the ring and talk trash, hold offensive signs. There's no place for that shit. There's no place. You know, for I don't it. know. I, I can't. I I just it, you know I can't stand people in general, um, but especially those people. Uh, yeah, that was disappointing. But uh, uh, Mox uh, got his words in. And uh, my God, what an inspiring promo. It was beautiful. It was, mm-hmm. it was awesome. We're going to go over it uh, word by word here in a second. Uh, also debuted a new gimmick. He drinks blood, yes. uh, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> no, I thought that was such a wonderfully poetic really was. and violent uh, way to address his entire past couple months. Uh, the only thing I drink now is blood. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was. What a freaking great good. line. <laughs> Pop Hippo here in chat. <laughs> Mox is fanging and banging now. Yeah, yeah, I'm fanging. Can we get that t-shirt? I'm fanging and banging now. <laughs> Vampire Mox. Did I get that wrong? He drinks blood. What do you want? He's going to hang out with Nandor and Laszlo. I guess so. <laughs> Jonathan Moxley. <laughs> oh, he's going to be, gonna he's be, gonna be there familiar. familiar. <laughs> They say they're going to make me a vampire in 10 years. Anyways, uh, so that was awesome. It was great. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Uh, but, of course, show stealer, promo of the decade. Oh, get out of here sure. nonsense. Cody Rhodes. Oh, man. Just going from point A to point G to point H to point Back all to over B. the map. Yeah, it was all over the place. And and so we've got officially ladder match. Him versus the, hey, this is breach be, breach break. This beach break is really turning into something cool, man. We've got uh, Adam Cole Bebe versus Orange Cassidy lights out. We've got Sammy versus Cody in a ladder match that Cody's totally gonna win. Uh, we've got uh, Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. Uh, we've got. Uh, what else do we have? There's one more tag now. team is Rapongi Knights. Yeah, it was Rapongi Vice. Rapongi, Rapongi Vice. Let's go get some McGriddles. No, that's on that's on Rampage. McDonald's. Sorry, that's on Rampage. Is that on Rampage? The yeah, the Young Bucks. Or sorry, uh, Rampage this Friday is looking pretty good too. Yeah, Rampage looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, this week too. It's live. That's um, it's a live yeah. show. Yeah. Oh yeah, they always bring their A game when it's a live show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I thought yeah, this was cool. We had more. Uh, you know. Uh, MJF and uh, yeah, the, it's funny. The second half of the episode was kind of like it. It, it, it was kind of perplexed up until the main event. Yeah, I thought the main event was 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 pretty fun. Um, I'll be honest with you. Even the main event was a bit on the goofy side. How they took Darby out of the match really early. Oh, it was, it was very like it was very sports match. entertainment. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, totally. It totally. was, but but you know, it, it was fun seeing the acclaim the main event. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I. I just felt it was an improvement over the rest of the... Here's the thing. I know you can't have... Well, you suppose you could. I guess they didn't want to have too many short matches during the show because you had Punk beat Sean Spears in less than a minute. You had uh, uh, Serena Deeb beat Sky Blue in about two minutes. So Mm -hmm. I'm guessing they didn't want another really short match. But in honesty... Lance Archer should have defeated Frankie Kazarian in about two minutes based on how the match went. Instead, yeah, right, it went yeah. way longer and sucked all the energy out of the show. And then it's not like, okay, here, the match is over, let's move on. No, you had the promo bit with Lambert and then Archer. You know, you had Paige come out and he had some, some physicality between himself and Archer, and that's fine. It advances Damn. that story. But you could have had all that and kept the match between Kazarian and Archer like three minutes. 
Yeah. It just went on way too long. Needless. This is another one of those this is another one of those weeks where it's like, you know, if you really plan this out a little better, you could have had that second women's match. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, look, I the, the or you could have done a longer Spears punk match. Yeah. But I get the point of that. I get the point I get of that. The, you know, I get the story beat. I get the point of D beating uh, 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 Sky Blue really quickly. I get that. Yeah. I get the point of yeah. that. But, you know, if you follow that logic, then Archer should have beat Kazarian in like three minutes. Because that was yeah. the point of all those, you know. It was like, it was like a 10-minute It just went like on forever. Like, the yeah. idea is that Archer's coming back and he just absolutely annihilates Frankie Kazarian. That's the yeah. idea to establish him as a dominant force against Hangman. Mm-hmm. But rather than just have him go in, in the ring, absolutely destroy Kazarian for three minutes, they said, all right, take a leisurely pace here with this one. And just kind of, you know, as the thought occurs to you, whenever you kind of want to, lay into Frank Kazarian. He'll get a couple shots in, but Archer, he's no match for you. And then, yeah, hit him with a choke slam and a blackout, and you can get your win. Yeah, there, I mean, I'm looking at it. There, there was basically two competitive matches, and one of them was competitive because it was the main event. Darby got taken out, and so Sting was on his own. And maybe that was the idea, is that it was more believable for the acclaimed to put up a fight against Sting and Darby Allen if one of the guys is out of it, because otherwise they just get wrecked, because Sting is a monster. Um, but yeah, there was only two actual competitive matches. Otherwise, you have basically enhancement talent matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, uh, you had Sean Spears uh, CM Punk, which was not an enhancement match, but it was like a fluke match. Uh, you had uh, uh, the, the the Pillmans versus uh, the Kings of the Black Throne. Yep. That was an enhancement yeah, match. Those guys got wrecked. <laughs> wrecked. I'm pretty sure Griff legitimately knocked himself out yeah, on those that, steel that steps. Yeah, that ramp step spot was rough. That was rough. You had Kazarian versus Archer. Uh, you had uh, yeah D versus uh, Sky Bl- uh, Blue. And that was it. <laughs> like a bunch of enhancement matches. There were some really good promos, though. Yeah, again, it's another show that felt really talky. You know, and I don't care who does it. If you have too much talking in your show, it makes the show just kind of feel slow and long. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and you, you know, even if you just jam up, even if you have three or four interview bits as opposed to one really long one, mm-hmm. it feels like still feels like too much talking. Yeah, you yeah, know, at least yeah. a, I know under at least AEW they keep their interview or promo bits relatively short. Try to keep efficient. Still makes the you show know, that, feel long to me. It least. is the big difference. It is the big difference. This show this show didn't feel long to me because here's the thing about AEW. This is what I'll say about AEW. Even though there's a lot of talking. The thing that I really appreciate about any wrestling show is when everybody feels like they're they're doing something, you know. And that's the thing about the other place with Gunther is it half the people really just feel like they're spinning wheels over there. Yeah, no, I understand. At least in AEW, everybody just feels like they're doing something. So even when there's a promo, you never get the same kind of promo back to back. It's like a backstage thing, a pre-film thing, an in-ring thing, and then something make commentary. Maybe at least when they do talky segments. It's it's sort of all over the place. Still too much, though. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no good. Well, look, man, you can't stop reviewing AEW. Stop watching WWE already. No, let's let's clear the air here. That was a joke. We we said that already on. I know, on but you look at the comments of that video that went up earlier today. Our NXT review. People are taking it seriously. That's on them. That's on them. Just Watch clarify. the. Hey, listen. Can, can we do this? What? Can we please do this? If you're watching this on YouTube. You're going to leave a comment, watch the video first, and then leave a comment. I mean, I get you're watching the video. It's a long video. It's like an hour long. 
you're watching the video and you're going to leave a comment, but then sometimes, like, just wait for the punchline. Larson, is he can't stop reviewing WWE hand. Well, here, here's the thing, because White Brownie here says, damn it, Larson, you're killing kayfabe. Here's the thing. So we got SmackDown on Friday, and, of course, we're going to do our usual recap for that and Rampage, one show. I don't want to see a bunch of comments. Oh, I thought Larson was quitting. Why is Larson here? I thought he quit. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Oh, no. Well, now that you say that, of course. Oh, I'm going to see a lot of them. You're going to see a lot of that. Um, anyway, you know, I'm, I am, I'm posting a clip first thing in the morning. Larson quits reviewing WWE. Yeah, I should do good numbers. Uh, from, yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's content. It's content. And it's, it's like a bit out of the uh, earlier today's pre-show yeah. when we address that. It's funny stuff. I don't know. I personally think it's funny stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think I think when something like Gunther happens, you know, it shows that we're engaged with the product. We actually give a shit about how good or bad it is. And so when we say things like if that happens, I'm quitting because I've done the same thing before yeah. if that happens. I'm quitting. Yeah. You know, it just shows, hey, we give a damn. But, yeah, we also like getting paid, so we're not going to quit that. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, John Moxley started off AEW. My God, this dude looked 10 years younger. He looked great. He looked great. He looked rested. He looked like he had uh, life in his skin, you know? Yeah. Uh, he didn't look like run down. Last time we saw him, he looked kind of run down. Looked like he was just going too hard. Yeah, he looked tired. He looked tired. Yeah. Uh, he said. Uh, so yeah, it kicked off. He started talking, and some like everybody's cheering, and they all settle down. They want to hear what he says. And you just hear one guy, you and he said something about uh, Mox being a drunk or something like that. And so Mox says, "Go fuck yourselves, you piece of shit. Get him out of here." Yeah, why would? And the, then you didn't hear anything that? from that. Why guy. would someone do that? Because they're big dummies. They're big, big dummies. Big dummies. He says uh, a little while ago he fell asleep on a plane. He didn't know what city he was in. He woke up from a dream, a bad dream, where he was on the side of the road with a dark cloud, a demon, the kind of demon that follows you around your whole life. The kind of demons that come in all shapes and sizes for everybody. And that demon's laughing at him, saying, everything you got in your life, none of that was supposed to happen. That doesn't belong to you. You think you're going to make it out? The demon asks if Mox thought he was going to make it out, and he woke up before he got a chance to answer. He says, nobody gets through life unscathed. We all have scars. He says, I got scars all over my body. But those aren't the important ones. The important ones are on the inside that are harder to see. Sometimes we try to cover up these scars. Sometimes we pretend these scars aren't there. But those are the scars we should be proud of. Those are the scars that tell our story. Those are the scars that give us strength that make us the people we are. He says, that being said, sure, there's plenty of people around the world who want to write him off, who doubt him. But if you want to doubt him, he'll tell you the same thing he told the demon. You can take that shit and shove it right up your ass. He says, I don't run from demons. I just beat the shit out of them. And for everyone who's had his back, thank you and get ready because we're going on a ride in 2022. He's going to grab the world of pro wrestling by the balls. He says now he can do whatever the hell he wants because more than anyone else in this business, he says, I am truly free. 
He says he's been to hell. There's no hell anyone could put him through that's worse than what he's been through. So if anyone in, in that ring, so if anyone wants to try, he says, I'm thirsty. And if you thought I was dangerous before, these days, all I drink is blood. That was good shit, man. It was good. That was it really was good. good stuff. It was really good. It was really good. Uh, we go to commercial. We come back. We get an MJF promo. Uh, he talks, takes, uh, sorry, talks a bunch of crap about Punk eating all those power bombs during that match with Wardlow. And he says uh, he got that pin with the roll-up. Says if Wardlow had more seasoning, he would have been able to reverse it. And Wardlow's behind him. Mm-hmm, He's kind mm-hmm. of fuming this whole way through this, this promo. And he says, you know, hey, Wardlow, I got to tell you, I got to apologize to you. But at the same time, you can't be putting your hands on me. So I'm going to have to dock your pay. And he says, but if you win the face of the Revolution ladder match and get me the TNT title, that pay will go way up tonight. Spears is going to be the one that gets the job done and give Punk his first loss. And I'm going to be out there to watch it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spoiler alert, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know. This is going to go one of two ways. Either Wardlow's going to win that ladder match because the ladder match is for a shot of the TNT title. Right. I think that's that's what MJF wants the shot. No, um, no, 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 no. No, he wants Wardlow to to get to win the ladder match, win the title because then Wardlow has to give him the belt. I thought it was just Wardlow wins the the ladder match then gives him the title shot. No, I believe it's actually he wants Wardlow to win the the cuz he said in his contract, he did that bit where he he had Mark Sterling come in with with Wardlow's contract that says in there you're working yeah. for hire, so if you get the belt it belongs to me. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was referring to the title shot. No, I think he's actually referring to the to actual title. Oh, okay. I must have I must have seen that wrong then. Um, in any event, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this is gonna go. I I, I kind of feel like if they're gonna go through with this whole thing, Wardlow's gotta like not win the ladder match, and then MJF and Wardlow are gonna have a thing. Or Wardlow wins the ladder match. We have. He beats Cody for the title, and mm-hmm. then we have the bit in the ring where MJF is expecting Wardlow to hand over the belt. Wardlow doesn't. Instead, he lays out MJF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, after that, we had – this was a lot of fun. It was Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Orange Cassidy and uh, and, uh, and Chris Statlander. Uh, mixed tag action, of course. There's all sorts of great fun stuff at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get uh, Britt Baker in there with Orange Cassidy, and she's mm-hmm. like, come on, just hit me, hit me, hit me. And then, of course, he does his silly thing with the kicks, and then the last one, she stomps his foot. Yeah, that was good. And, uh, yeah, it was all good stuff. Sort of ended on a bit of a brutal note with uh, Cole and uh, Britt Baker setting up a table on the apron. I'm sorry, at the uh, on the floor. And then she's up on the apron, and uh, he goes for Orange Cassidy goes for a Superman punch on Adam Cole. He gets out of the way. Orange Cassidy is able to pull back on the punch, but he still goes up against the ropes, which sends Britt Baker down through the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam Cole gets pissed off about that. Orange Cassidy is like, oh, crap. What did I do? Uh, Adam Cole, while the ref is distracted, bang, big low blow, boom, gets the win, tells the ref to raise his hand. And then he goes. And uh, well, it's funny because he t- says, ref, raise my hand. He goes, oh, wait, no. Mm-hmm. Like the rest about to raise his hand, he goes, "No, stop!" And then he runs out yeah. and goes and check on Britt. It was pretty. Fu- it was yeah. pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good stuff. That uh, and then that, he shoves he shoves like the medics away and stuff. Yeah, no, he's like, "Don't." And and Tony the whole time is just like, "Oh, they're just there to help." Yeah, no. don't be a jerk. It was pretty great. That destroyer that uh, Britt gave Statlander on the on the ramp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was rough. 
that was rough. Yeah, yeah, that were the yeah, yeah, that was that was rough. Uh, after that, that, we had a inner circle uh, interview. Jericho Santana Ortiz. So uh, Jericho's asked about Eddie. He says, "I don't give a rat's ass about Eddie Kingston. He can gfy, but when it comes to 2.0 or Garcia, he's interrupted by Ortiz." And Ortiz mm-hmm. says, "You may not care about Eddie, but we do." Mm-hmm. And Santana says, "You know the words that Eddie said a couple weeks ago rang true. Maybe you are." Chris Jericho holding us back. When was the last time you really had our back? He says, maybe next week we'll finally prove that we don't need you. You feel us? And so they walk out, and Jericho says, real timidly, no, I don't feel you. I don't feel you. Good. Santana Ortiz needs to go and do their own thing. Get away from Jericho. Get out, Get out of the I know, circle. but do you, I, I feel like this might be like a swerve, like the inner circle is... I feel like they're not going to turn on Jericho. I think it's more likely they're going to turn on Kingston, man. That'd be a bummer because yeah, that'd just be a bummer. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we get an Adam Cole interview. Uh, so he takes the mic from Alex Marvez and tells him to get out. I believe he shoves him out of frame. So he says, Cassidy, you've been a thorn in my side for too long. And now you put your hands on, on Brit. Uh, he says, I've beaten you in basically every type of match. What else do I have to do? Here's what I propose. Lights out match. No rules. You and me next week on at beach break says I can't stand to look at your face any longer, so it's damn time I end your career. Okay, so this right here, whatever this is, it's a recap of that episode. It says it reveals that Wardlow's contract is with MJF and not AEW, and that whatever title opportunities Wardlow gets oh. goes to him instead. Okay. So yeah. Not the actual title. You don't believe me is what you're saying. Cause I I don't remember much, but I do kind of remember that. So, yeah, I just want to make sure that I wasn't getting that wrong. I feel like I got that one right. Anyways, after that, we had a uh, – did you do the Adam Cole interview yet? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> you want to double-check, make sure I got that right too? Look, every time I get something wrong, you are so quick to jump on it. So I don't want to hear it. On the one time, I get something right. I can't have this one. I'm not even sure you got that right. Go ahead, carry on. <laughs> Uh, Sean Spears versus CM Punk. Did you get that one? Did you do that yet? I don't know. It was just a GTS. <laughs> it was one GTS. You tell me. MJF comes to commentary to watch the match. Oh, you didn't like that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, MJF comes to commentary to watch the match. Uh, let's see what your notes say here. Uh, <laughs> Punk gets, uh, what's his face? Spears with a GTS. Wait, where are you at? Punk gets on the corner, taunts MJF, goes to the opposite corner. MJF, I copied and pasted your notes, man. You're not touching. Oh, <laughs> and it say MJF says that he gets the title after Wardlow wins it. Oh, uh, we're so petty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> MJF runs into the ring. Punk turns around before MJF. Thank you, by the way, for taking. That's notes when MJF tonight. says that when Wardlow wins the titles, he's going to give it to him. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's when he said it. And then, uh, uh, so punk grabs MJF by the scarf and MJF is like, Oh, and punk just milks it and everything as opposed to just hitting the the shit out of the guy. So then he goes to do that and MJF runs off. Yeah. And the punk keeps the, keeps the scarf. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Yeah. Uh, Then we get Billy Gunn backstage. He's like, hey, cameraman, come with me. You got to get this. So he meets Christian as he's walking up from like the, the, like the delivery entrance or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Billy's like, oh, thanks for keeping me out here waiting in the cold. And he's like, here's the deal. My sons are in the top five. I think they deserve a tag title shot. And I think it was just like a week or two ago. Steve, please do double check me on this one, though. That Christian said that any team that's in the top five, they want a title shot. Come on up. So <laughs> I, I need to just I just need to shut up sometimes. <laughs> I just need to shut up. Christian <laughs> says, "You know, hey, your boys, you got they got your jeans. They're they're strong, they're fast, but when the lights are the brightest. They can't get the huge win and make a statement. And the apple doesn't far fall too far from the tree. Now tell your sons to go make a statement, and then we can talk. And then <laughs> the gun club attacks Christian and throws him into a garage door. And they just say, is that a statement? Okay." Hold on a second. Billy Gunn is like a 13-time WWE Tag Team Champion. He's also a Hall of Famer. And he's a Hall of Famer. What more of a statement when do you want, man? A 20 like a 13-day W uh, a world won, title he win. He won King of the Ring. He won King of the Ring. He's a former Intercontinental Champion too. Oh my gosh, get out of here with that. Okay, so Jorge says, "I checked Larson and you're correct." So I don't know. I don't even know who to believe anymore. <laughs> and Forrest says these fools are named Tom and Richard. So petty. So uh, so here on I'm looking at other things. The Sportster makes it says uh, during the contract thing that was pointed out that if Wardlow were to win a title, he'd have to give it to MJF. A title or not? Okay. Well, the thing I re- look, I whatever, whatever. I you know what? I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. What episode was this? That was when they were doing the backstage thing. When uh, no, I know, I'm asking what the date. 30 of December. Oh, it was like a couple weeks this, ago. This guy spelled December wrong, so maybe he's not <laughs> really to be believed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, all right, so yeah, you didn't even let me recap Christian getting his ass beat by <laughs> Billy Gunn. That was awesome. Oh my god, he got thrown around so much. That was awesome. That was amazing. Oh. This whole this, this whole bit's going on friend of club TV. 
Here we are. Deserves to be there or uh, or just cut from the episode. All the, uh, uh, nice. So after that, we got a Cody Rhodes promo. So he, uh, he shows up to the ring. He walks down the ring after his entrance. And then they go to commercial picture in picture. And then he spends a bunch of time milling around the ring looking for something. He finally finds yeah. the ladder he's looking for, puts it up in the crowd. He comes back from picture in picture. Uh, he asks the crowd, what do you want me to talk about? And he says, you know, I'm reminded by that last match of a man who once gave a statement that inspired millions of wrestlers. Uh, he's talking about Punk's pipe bombs. Someone told, uh, someone told me to save this promo I'm about to deliver, but I don't know if I'll get the chance to do it, so I'm just going to do it now. He says, that mm-hmm. promo was a roadmap. It listed things that were once taboo in the industry, like going to New Japan, uh, wrestling for Ring of Honor. Punk talked about teaming with the Young Bucks, and he says his fate would have it. He wouldn't go on to do those things, but he would eventually wind up here at AEW. And he says, PWI said Punk's comeback was comeback of the year. Well, I say comeback of the decade. Cody continues. Which, which to correct Cody, there's only been two years in the decade at there's, that point. There's a lot of decade left. Fact checker Steve says there's a lot of time left in the decade. Just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know I'm right about that you one. You are right about that one. I won't disagree with that one. So he says, in Punk's absence, someone did do each and every one of those things. He says, that was me. I did them. He said, I held every grade of the revolution in my hand, and everyone cheered. He says, you want to ask why I won't turn heel? It's because you cheered me when I needed it most. He says, people talk about the forbidden door, but if you're an industry journalist and you disagree with anything I have to say, check your dates. I have receipts. Before there was a forbidden door, I was the one who built it. It's really got the crowd on uh, behind Cody, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, He says, yeah. and I was gone for two weeks, and I see the Bucks almost restarted the Wednesday Night Wars again. Sure, Redragon, they've graduated from hip-top, hip-toss class, but we, I don't need to see the Bucks beat developmental again. He says, you know, Ricky Starks, he's gotten to a thing with Jay Lethal. He puts over the lethal injection, says no one kicks out of it. And he goes, then there's Malachi, who hung two losses to my name. He didn't need help, but he got it anyway. He got a guy with speed, strength, and balls. And that's what he said. We don't rename people here in AEW like Gunner McGillicuddy. He says, if you come to AEW and your name is Brody, you got some balls. And he says, speaking of Brody, of Darby, of Miro, of Sammy, there's a lineage of champions. You know, we're conditioned to think any belt that doesn't have world in its name is a second. Yes. Is that line unfair? Which one? The The Brody one. In what way? AEW, you come in and you have your name. Yeah, He's not trying to come in as oh, something yeah, that he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Brody. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just thought yeah, I that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it's that. A, it's, it's a real situation. I don't know. I Look, I, I love Cody. I think he's great. I'm on Cody Island, et cetera, et cetera. But I thought that was like a little unfair. It's like, Yeah, that's a little bit. It's a bit unfair. Yeah. And, and I, I guess it's just because like it's real. Like that dude actually does. Like it's still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really rough to yeah. think about that. Yeah, I could see know? that. I could see I that. Um, and then he says, uh, the re- says a title without world in this name seems like a secondary belt, but the reason right now it seems like a secondary belt is because there, there's two of them. So he starts to ascend the ladder and challenges Sammy to a ladder match at Beach Break. And he says, uh, Tony, he's got a contract in the mail to send to Sammy because it's not the contract I wanted. Yeah, That's really. Apart from him asking the crowd what they want him to talk about in that line, 
really no reference to the 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 free agency reports. Yeah, but that was a good. I, I thought that was a good little. That was a good little bit right there. Oh, I was it was, it go was, all in, all in, all in. Yeah, it's not really Cody's thing though. Like he he goes hard, but on like but like on the fringes, you know. I don't know. Anyways, <clears throat> you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, after that, we had a Jade Cargill interview. Um, uh, apparently, she's got a, a, an open challenge for the TBS title on Rampage. Uh, Anna Jay has answered that challenge. Uh, Mark Sterling says they're ex- thrilled to accept Anna's challenge. Uh, John Silver then says Anna is ranked number two, but she'll be the one to beat Jade. Uh, Anna says, I have a dark side. Did you see that I wrap barbed wire around my arm to get the win? Uh, it says, I'll do anything to get the win. Will you do the same? Jade Cargill and Jade says you gotta remember who I am and where we're at she says that bitch show yeah after that we had man this entrance Kings of the Black Throne wow that theme is outstanding isn't it amazing it's so dark and heavy and then you got these big dummies the Pillmans <laughs> oh man they looked so unsure of themselves every step well, of the way part of that was the story you know was was Pillman trying oh, to go yeah. for oh, the, yeah. the springboard uh, clothesline you know which was a great bit that was a great bit because like what if this goes bad <laughs> this is total because this big meat dude is just standing there oh I know ready for him he's like come on do your stupid springboard thing and uh, and clunky ass Brian Pillman's like mm, I don't want to do that. He goes down there and uh, uh, Brody goes down there, and he like uh, completely like destroys Griff against the stairs. That was awesome. So uh, Pillman eats their finish, which is awesome. It's just like uh, 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 Malachi just throws Pillman to Brody and he slams him down. Yeah, that's his win. So Malachi asks for the mic. He tells the crowd to rise. And then Pac shows up on the tron. He says, thanks to them, I found a new vision and purpose. I truly see you, Malachi. And like everybody else here at AEW, self, all the other cretins here. I love he said cretin. Oh, that's, uh, that's In AEW. Self-obsessed and power-hungry. It's exhausting. He says he might have a spell or two up his sleeve, but the bastard is beyond even his reach. Malachi expected this to be the moment that Pac bowed down and called him master. But he's going to make a marvel of him. Oh, man, was this great. was so good. It was great. Yeah. Uh, then we get a, uh, a promo with Lance Archer, Jake. Uh, it kind of goes back and forth between Jake and Archer and Lambert and then Paige. So Jake starts out pretty much uh, talking trash about Paige's cowboy gimmick, says he's probably allergic to horses. Paige responds. 
He's like, do you think Cowboy Bob Orton really came home after uh, <laughs> eight days on the road and herded cattle? That was great. What a great line. That was. And then Jake says, Archer doesn't want to wait in line anymore. Uh, Paige says, if you want a shot, uh, a title shot, come get one. If you just want to fight, come see me. And then Jake says, when it's time, Paige will bite the dust. Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, after that, uh, we had Cutler Cam. Uh, he was uh, looking for uh, the Bucks. And instead it was... Rapongi. Rapongi. Rapongi Vice. Rapongi Knights. Rapongi Knights. Eating chips every, every night. night. Oh, that, that's Larson Vice. So anyways, Rocky tells Cutler to keep the camera rolling or they're going to kick his ass. Trent says, you know, man, he gets bullied too much. Hey, hey, Cutler, can you just, can you do, can we do a thing? So Rocky says, you know, we've been on a losing streak. But remember, we beat the Bucks for the IWGP tag titles or Pongi Vice. He's like, we're the guys to beat the Bucks. And they challenged him to a match on Rampage. That's going to be really good. And Trent says, thanks, Brandon. We appreciate everything. you." Yeah, Trent seemed like such a nice guy. He seems like such a nice guy. I mean, he was when we, we sat next to him for a little bit. He was awesome. Yeah, he, he was, was a tad late getting there. Uh, and he had a stain on his jacket that mm-hmm. he needed our help getting out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, seemed like a swell guy. Yeah, he seemed like a really nice guy. Then we got uh, Frankie Kazarian versus Lance Archer. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, this match was probably about, I don't know, eight minutes longer than it probably should have been to tell the story they were trying to tell. Yeah. So it was, it was just, just Lance Archer destroying this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kazarian would get a little offense in here or there at the end, though. Choke slam, boss man slam, blackout. Archer gets the win. So Shivani hits the ring to interview Lambert, and he's asked, what's the relationship like between you and Lance Archer? And uh, Dan says, you don't need to understand the nature of our relationship. He talks a bunch of trash about Hangman Page, about how he didn't play outside. Instead, he stayed inside, played video games. He says, Page isn't mentally or physically prepared for Archer. And then Lance snatches the mic from Lambert, says enough of this cowboy bullshit. I'm going to show Page what I can do or what I'm going to do. So he throws a chair out to the ramp. Throws Kazarian out there as well. Setting up for a choke slam on the chair on the ramp. Page comes down. Gets right in Archer's face. Slaps him. Uh, f- uh, they trade some blows. Eventually, Page takes off his boot. Hits Archer with it. Looks for a buckshot. Archer catches him. Uh, Page hits Archer with a bunch of forearms and sends Archer out of the ring. Correct. Yeah, like you said, <clears throat> it was a bit too long. But uh, I, the, the hangman save was fun. That was yeah, cool. yeah. This felt like the match could have been. This could all been a, could have been in one segment rather than having like there's a commercial break during the match. <laughs> I did appreciate that Archer was yelling at a kid. He was getting into an argument with a kid with a child. That's good. Not Darby Allen, like an actual child. Mister Stink. Uh, after that, we had a. This was this was so wonderfully corny. We had Matt Seidel, Lee Moriarty, and Dante Martin. I do really, is it just me or is Dante Martin's mic skills jumped up several notches all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just very, like, vocal and articulate and, and like, you know, he's got volume to his voice he's now. Comfortable. He's comfortable. It, like yeah, he's comfortable. comfortable. It's good to see all that work on Dark and Elevations paying off. Anyways, uh, Dante says, you know, I saved uh, Lee and Matt from the attack because ever since my brother has been out, Matt here has been like a brother to me. Uh, he says, uh, and Lee says, hey, man, as long as uh, your brother's out, we'll have your back. And then we have uh, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs' response right away. This was hilarious. And Ricky's like, Dante, you sure have a lot of brothers. You kind of feel like you have a little brother complex. He says, no one around here is your friend. You'll realize, Soon enough, you'll realize you're all alone. 
And then Hobbs says, hey, Dante, you better watch your front, your back, your sides. We're coming after you. Yeah, man. Uh, after that, we had uh, Statlander and Red Velvet interview. Uh, but Layla Hirsch just walks in almost immediately, congratulates Chris on her match, says, if only you had the fo- that kind of focus on our match. But you didn't. You're selfish. You cost me and uh, Red thousands of dollars. And then Red's like, hey, chill out, calm down, back up. Layla says, you shut up. <laughs> says, you're always on Chris's side. <laughs> Red says, listen, what we have here is a miscommunication. And then Layla just punches the shit out of Velvet and then punches Chris. And then, like, kind of, they're like kind of stacked on top of each yeah. other, still like an arm bar on Chris. An arm bar, I know. That was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, then we get uh, Sky Blue versus Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb pretty much destroys Sky Blue for two and a half minutes, hits a deep tox, does the Serenity lock to get the win. Serenity now. Yeah, it's pretty uh, funny what JR said that. <laughs> Serenity now. Uh, then we had an Ethan Page promo. He did have Lambert with him, uh, who sounded like he just was teepy. Yeah, tired. He was like, you know, I had a long drive here. I'm, people hate me. Uh, I don't like <laughs> this. keeping me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All these booze are just keeping me up. I'm sleeping on the couch lately. Anyways, uh, Ethan says he didn't scatter. When all everybody else was uh, scattered, when Mox was asking for an opponent, opponent, he says, "I'm up for the task. We can stay Tony. We can stop looking for opponents for Mox, because while he's been gone, I've been racking up victories." He says, "If Tony is looking for the marquee matchup for this Friday, all ego Ethan Page versus Mox this Friday on Rampage." Yep, yep. Page is gonna rack up another L. Yeah, uh, we get a hook video package. He has a match on Rampage against uh, Serpentico. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we have picture in picture commercial break. Sammy's doing the sign thing. I think he accepts Cody's challenge for the match. It's kind of hard to tell because he was yeah. in like a hotel room. And, it's like witness protection, and he was backlit. And he was t- telling a story on unsolved mysteries. Yeah, it was hard. To, it was hard to really tell what was going on there with the yeah sign things. You'd rather be having fun in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this was uh, awesome and awful at the same time. Uh, so you had Matt Hardy. They were in like a stairwell. Yeah. Uh, so they had to try very different. Like they had to try so hard to fit everybody because there's like 15 people in this damn frame. Well, here. I mean, the uh, Hardy family office is a large faction. You got Butcher Blade, Bunny, you got Private Party, you got Matt Hardy, you got Shivani there conducting the interview, and you got uh, Andrade uh, and Jose. And Jose, Jose, yeah, the assistant. And so uh, <clears throat> Matt Hardy says, hey, we've reached, reached an agreement. I've sold Andrade 51% of HFO. And it's still kind of, I guess they're just talent contracts of what they are. Uh, but there's also a board of directors seats. He says, uh, I'll have a majority of the seats, three seats, me and private party. And Andrade and Jose will get two seats. I'll be CEO. Andrade will be president. Andrade seems very happy about this. And he says, from this day on, we'll be known as AHFO, Andrade Hardy Family Office. He says, we're still recruiting talent, yes? Who are you trying to recruit? And Andrade says, I wanted that little kid that's with Mr. Stink. And uh, Matt says, oh, yes, Darby Allen, he'll be a great addition to AHFO. Yeah, it's pretty silly. <laughs> and Andrade has just this big, goofy grin I on know. his face. It's great. He's a let's go party. I'll pay. It was great. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty, it's pretty great. Awesome. Uh, we get a quick uh, acclaim, short film, and advance their main event match against Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, just kind of like a, a, a 
you know, in, in the style of what Darby does, black and white, so on and so forth. And then we get that match. Claim versus Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, early on, uh, before the bell even rings, the claim. What did you think about uh, Max Caster making reference to Star Cast or Starcade '97 in, in his? Uh... He uh, it'd be cool if it was Starcast, uh, but yeah, because we were there. Mm-hmm. Starcade '97. That was the first, the first WCW pay per view I ever saw, and it was a very confusing. Even I love that Shivani even said, "I was there." I'm still not sure what happened in that match. We know what happened in that match. Poland got the ref. (laughs) No, I thought, you know what? I feel like, I feel like Caster's being a lot more clever with his, uh, with Mm. his rhymes these days, Mm. with his raps these days. And it's making for a much more palatable. He he referenced the WB statement too. The uh, gory self mutilation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. was good too. Mm -hmm. No, I I really liked it to be honest. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good too. Anyway. So uh, before the bell rings, the claim take out sting they wrap a chair around Darby's neck ram him into the ring post so Bryce Remsburg the ref calls for the doctor to take a look at Darby sting kind of goes over checks on him for a bit eventually the doctors escort Darby away from ringside backstage bell rings and uh, it's pretty much a handicap match at this juncture the acclaim versus sting and for a while sting is 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 handling himself pretty well he sends both Bowens and caster into the ring post however he looks for a stinger splash and when he's doing that Bowens evades and in the process pulls off the turnbuckle cover. So Sting eats the the cold hard steel, the turnbuckle. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the acclaim go on a bit of a run for a bit uh, through the picture and picture commercial break. Eventually, though, Sting hits a double clothesline, puts Caster in the Scorpion Deathlock. Bowens tries to break it up with a form. Sting no sells completely. Uh, mm. Bowens hits him with a super kick. Sting sells that one. He rolls out of the ring. So while the rest checking on Caster, Bowens blasts Sting with the boombox. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so they they reposition the ring steps, do some sort of move off there. And right as they're about to do that, Darby comes flying into frame to take them out. Um, and uh, uh, eventually, uh, he puts Sting back on the ring, tags himself in, uh, goes on a run, uh, hits Code Red on Caster to get to get a two. Bowens tags in. He hits a bunch of strikes, a slam. Caster hits the mic drop. Uh, Bowens covers. Sting breaks that up. He sends mm-hmm. Caster to the floor. Yeah. So then Sting goes up on the stage. And you're like, what is Sting going to do? Yeah. And while that's happening, Caster kind of goes and props himself up over the timekeeper table. So what Sting does is leap off the stage onto Caster and puts him through the timekeeper table. That was rad. Not expecting that. And yes, that Not, was rad. Yeah, I mean, because he just went up there and started doubling over. And I'm like, oh, man, is I know. he okay? I know. I thought that And too. then, yeah, he's fine. He just launched himself off. Yeah, it was, was pretty great. great. So then Bowens mm. charges Darby. Darby evades just the corner with no turnbuckle cover. So mm-hmm. Bowens runs right into the exposed turnbuckle. Darby hits mm-hmm. a stutter, a coffin drop to get the win. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was fun. It was fun stuff. It was good stuff. Uh, all right. What do you say we go ahead and sure. answer some questions? Sure. The Yellow Flash asks, first up, is it time to give Cody Rhodes all the belts? Clearly. I mean, it's, it was one promo. Him and his brother get the tag titles. Where he took credit for, like, everything in wrestling over the last decade. And I didn't hint. I didn't, I didn't hear one lie. Uh, I mean, he's the man who created AEW. Well, he's one of the people that created AEW. I mean, he's the only reason like we really have jobs at this point. Because if it wasn't for AEW, we wouldn't even have jobs at this point. 
I don't, again, I don't even know. I don't know what you. Sorry, Steve. You. I have to do some fact checking on that one. I believe WB existed before AEW. We started the show before AEW. Right, I got existed. some bad news. <laughs> Good lord! If anybody wants to see what it's like when two brothers just fucking pick at each other, man, I wasn't even upset about. It. I was joking the whole time. Oh, neither was I. I neither was I. I. Neither was I. And that's. But here's the thing: some people I think don't realize that sometimes. That's like how we joke we with are, each other. We are family at this point. Yep. And like we know how to push each other's buttons, but it's always in good fun. And uh and it's not it's not dad's fighting. It's like, you know, the kids need to be broken up. Yeah. But it's all in good fun. Exactly. Exactly. Uh Scream of the Butterfly. Cody Island isn't perfect, for he is human. Human. Oh, Codelander. Hey, I haven't heard that before couldn't help but get a little salty when thinking about the house of black for understandable reasons during his promo or mm-hmm. <laughs> says god this is so true leave larson alone steve you're always so mean typical youtube comments the thing that cracks me up whenever we, you and i bicker is the youtube comments take it so seriously and you see them taking sides i know God, Steve's such an idiot. <laughs> Does Larson even like this anymore? <laughs> I know, that's usually what it is. Does Larson even like wrestling? Well, no, I just quit watching WWE, so obviously I don't. <laughs> oh, man. That's too much. Uh, Hugh Longheavy says, if you were Mr. Sting, how much would you charge Andrade for the little kid? Oh, my gosh. Oh, just like 50 bucks and a bologna sandwich. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Sting. Uh, John Elite, would you rather take Kofi's trust fall or Darby's coffin drop? Kofi's trust fall. Darby, he try, he launches himself. He's like a bullet sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, has Kazarian reached his ceiling in AEW? Yes, in 2019. I kind of feel like the first three weeks of Elite Hunter were probably the best it's going to get. For no, he was a tag champion. That's the best it's going to get for him. He was a tag champion. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was first he was the tag first, champion. Yeah, one half the first tag champs. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best it's going to get for him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Flat. And that's fine. That's good. He's yeah. had a hell of a career. He's had an outstanding career. He's, he, they said he's a 23-year veteran. I'm sure he's in his mid-40s. He has an awesome head of hair. He does. Tell you what. Much better than my own. You know, if he if he can put on some good matches here and there, help develop the younger talent, that's a good role for him. I saw somebody wearing uh, a red and white uh, uh, baseball jersey. Not jersey, but, you know, like what do you call it? The Raglan. It's yeah, a Raglan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make some Friendo Club ones Hell yeah. red and white. Doesn't that look cool? Wouldn't that look cool? That'd look great. You got that great look, and I know it's different. It's a ringer, but you got that one, the Queen of the Ring mm-hmm. one. It looks like mm-hmm. a million bucks. Yeah, that'd be great. I love I want me a the good Ragland. I love me a good Ragland. Yeah. Uh, Flats here asks next week is a special episode of Dynamite. Any predictions for debuts or surprises? Well, Johnny Gargano's going to show up. John. It's in Cleveland. God, I hope he fuses with Aleister Black immediately. John. That'd be pretty great. Soakin Rose. Should William Regal become AEW's first ever general manager? Yes. I would love that. I think it'd be amazing. Uh, Miku asks, who would you like to see take the titles off of uh, Jurassic Express, Redragon, Cody and Dustin, or Kings of the Black Throne? Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah, I That's going to happen. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. Although, so if it's between them, it's that. But honestly, it needs to be Santana Ortiz. 
It's got to be them. It's up to them though. If they if they if they break away from Inner Circle, I think then yes. But if, then yes, I think if they stick around Inner Circle, no, it's not going to happen. It's going to be yeah. Alistair or sorry, Malachi and, and Brody. That's a good point. That'll be one of those. Uh, let's see here, uh, Gregory Fiala. Who do you think should be the next winner of the AW Diamond Ring? I mean, it should have been Dante Martin. This past should have been past match should be Dante. should be should be Wardlow uh happy Anderson says is Cody's meta storytelling working for you yeah I love Cody I think he's great I think Cody's doing something I think he's trying something different at least he is trying something different I just don't feel like it hits every week no it's all over the map and it's a mess but I, I really like – he seems to really enjoy the response that it gets too, you know? Cody is the Southland Tales of the wrestling business. And you know how much I love Southland You love that movie. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I like ambitious messes because I feel like that's me sometimes. The glorious Steve Klein, if you are to choose the spot – to put a going in raw tattoo on another on the other person, where would you choose to put it? So if somebody said, "Hey, Steve, I really love your guys' show. I want to put a going in raw tattoo on me." Um, well, I think he means on the like I choose the place to put it on you and oh, your person. face, clearly your face, yeah, obviously, yeah, face, yeah, because like that's what people look at. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, Dang MQ here says Swerve announced for Terminus February 24th. I saw that. That's awesome. I saw that. Isn't that, that great? Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, yes. Dog Authority figure says to, Should Tony Khan attempt to license, to license I'm an ass man Gosh. from WWE instead of the spa music? Yeah, 100%. Well, you know, Tony's friends with Johnny Ace now. Hey, Tony, what's up? Hey, uh, I'd like to get I'm an ass man for Billy Gunn. Oh, wait, really? Okay. Uh, we want something. What do you want? Your company. No. No. Uh, Sinister Seal, Johnny said on his stream the other day, the top three guys he wants to wrestle are AJ, Seth, and Danielson. He said he wrestled them on the indies, but wants to wrestle them on a bigger stage. He also said Shingo is the number one New Japan guy he wants to wrestle. Hmm. Who said that? Gargano. Oh, shit. That's cool. That'd be a hell of a match. Hell yeah. Oh, this is okay. So Shane Canavan says now, since Pac seemingly isn't joining the House of Black, who should the third man be, brother? Doesn't that just sort of mean that it's Julia? Yeah, I thought that was going to be revealed tonight. Yeah, me too. I cannot get the feeling that it's just Julia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're probably just waiting for like the perfect moment for her to screw over the big dummies, the Pillmans. Yeah. Uh, Tronin says, going to do a watch along next week for Beach Break with Picks. Could be another event to help Larson out and get him uh, some points for the month. That's Whoa. true, but I kind of feel like a lot of those matches are going to kind of be gimmies. Hey, any little bit counts, man. You never know what can happen. It's Don't true. turn down an opportunity. I'm down to do a live reaction of Beach Break. Sure. Oh, yeah, that'd I'm be down fun. for that. This should be a good show. Uh, Champ TKE, should Wyndham Rotunda come in as part of the House of Black or feud against them? I kind of Holy feel like. shit. Could you imagine if he was the third man? I kind of feel like House of Black. Well, here's the thing is like, I feel like House of Black, Malachi needs to be the leader of that. Yeah. Wyndham is such a massive presence 
such a huge personality. I can't see him not leading his own thing. Yeah. That's the only reason I'd say no. He comes in. How about both him and Malachi are under the, the misconception that they're the leader? And right. it's just it's just kind of, it's a comedy of error after comedy of error. And then it just turns into like slapstick indie comedy wrestling. So they're Team Taz again. They're Team Taz 2.0. Yeah. They just turn into a couple of Orange Cassidy's. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Check this out in the post show, Larson. I've got loaded up right here. December 29th, AW Dynamite. Prove once and for all. Fine. Good. Good. <laughs> find out. Find out the answer. If you're not watching live, find out the answer as to who was right, Steve or Larson. Yes, please. On Friendo Club TV, the new channel that we have now. It's just monetized, so we're trying to do content. Friendo Club TV. We put up uh, archived episodes of 10 for the Win. Uh, and then s- silly, stupid shit like uh, like like us. <laughs> it was uh, they, December 29th, you say, right? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll give you the time code if you want. It's thirty six fifty four. All right. Uh, thanks Let's for watching, it. everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.